0: We have to create the right vibe, you know, the energy and everybody at the organization has to feel so privileged to be here. It's still Jilly the It's and no that might do it for Arsenal now. Thanks for listening to the Purely Arsenal Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at PurelyArsenalFP for all the latest Arsenal podcasts.
1: Welcome to our first post game edition of the new season. It's Arsenal 2, Nottingham Forest 0. Nottingham Forest 1. I'll have to redo that. I'm not going to redo it, bollocks to it. Are you doing nil? Nil Shaw with me. Are you doing nil? I think you
0: were thinking about saying nil, so that's why no. it's nil. Yeah, like, like we'd
1: never concede at the Emirates. Gosh. Yeah. When was the last clean sheet oh, there? No, no, did we no. get one towards the end of the season? We did. We got Probably. one at the end of the season against. Oh, Wales, the say, but, so that yeah. one threw it off. But that almost doesn't count with how bad they we were on the last day of the season. But um yeah. Neil, anyway, it was an interesting day for it was an early kickoff. You were there. Um there was there was problems starting again, the ticketing issue with the digital app that you were telling me about. There was even a point where I was getting some text saying it might be might be for they might not be able to correct this. They might not be able to get people in the stadium. They might have to stop the game. And I thought, oh, don't do that, please. You know, it was really buzzing for the start of the new season, but we did, we got started and we won two, one, and there's a lot of positives, but there's certainly some areas of, uh, of concern. Uh, cracker sacker cuts down forest is what I'm calling this. I think, I think Mike gave me the idea for the cracker sacker. So Mike, i to give you a shout out, shout out Michael Harris. But, um, but, it, um, First game, when you saw the lineup, I know you don't like lineups much, but even did you look at it and go, What are we playing here? And what it looked like, tell me if you think I'm wrong, because my brother thought I was wrong, but what it really looked like, especially early on, was we were asking, we were overburdening players like Saliba and and Pai, and uh, we removed Gabriel from the first team for a tactical decision, which is really rare. And we looked like we were basically just trying to deal with a deep block. And inverting party and getting an extra man in midfield and things like that—is um, that the way you saw it from within the ground, or was it really difficult to understand what kind of system we were setting up and whether it was working or not?
0: Um, right, I'll be completely honest with you. I, 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 I'm, I'm like you guys who are always spot on about looking at where players are going to fit in and how they're going to work amongst themselves and against the opposition. I'm I'm normally not really look good with all of that stuff but when i saw it i thought hang on a minute firstly no gabriel so i initially thought god is he injured i thought no please don't not first game of the season um and then um we saw someone said to me um is going to be playing right back and i'm like huh so i was like why <laughs> we got options there for other players to play that's not his position." that really bamboozled me. and But for me, as you know, as I was moan about, the exclusion of Trossard really hit me hard again. And I'm like, no, not again. Um, and, and I thought, oh, you were muted there, Jack. Sorry.
1: You felt he was going to start, did you? Like, Trossard. Oh, I would like him to start. Right. I would right, like right.
0: him to start. I've been saying it for, for, for a long time that he deserves more minutes and I just thought, so that means he's going to get another cameo of maybe 10 or 15 minutes max. Um, so, but i i i just for me the the the, the fact that party was off position or looked like he was going to be out of position or not his normal place in his normal place i thought what is he doing why is he doing this and a lot of other people in the crowd were like the same but i think our main concern was the fact that we were uh, struggling to get in the stadium that was more on our minds than the lineup and um Yeah. I just want to have a quick word. say a quick word on that. It was absolutely, I don't think I was concerned for safety so much until there's one point where we started feeling that we got nowhere to go. And it looks like there's more and more people coming in and it fell that way. And you just start, you can't help, but start thinking about Hillsborough. Of course. and, And, and we're like, why are they letting, why can't they now they can see there's an issue. So at the bridge point where people are coming across the bridge, why can't they stop people there? Because they easily do it when you're trying to leave the ground and they're managing yeah. traffic that way where they just stop people at certain points before allowing X number of people to go through again. So I'm thinking, why are they just letting people come in and come in where there's obviously nowhere to go? And that was that was quite a little that was a little bit concerning. Um, but more so because we thought we were going to also going to miss kickoff. We thought there's no way none of us were ever going to get in, in time. Um, and then thankfully, as you, we were saying before you started that, you know, the one thing good about social media is the fact that everyone then found out that, right, okay, um, that it's going to be delayed by half an hour. But I thought it was a bad show from Arsenal because it took them a while to announce that on the Tannoys. And I'm not being funny, but those Tannoys, not very loud, not very awesome. clear. So people have to ask each other, well, "What do they say?" Well, you yeah, know, like, hang on a minute, this is a this is a multi million pound complex. Got to say, get a decent tallow in place. You know, it's oh, just okay. stupid. Um, but yeah, eventually, after all of that, who are we? We did get in the past. Started working again. Apparently, I don't know what the problem was. I don't know why it wasn't effectively um, tried and tested before. Yeah, because why do that on the first day of the season? That is just stupid.
1: Strange. Uh,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, and it sort of left a little bit of a bitter taste and a bit of anxiety in everyone's mouths. But once we were in, the relief is obviously, you know, wow, we're in. So it kind of, and then everyone just gets excited about the game just to get in their seats and think, right, let's soak up the atmosphere. From that point of view, everything was the same. Same as last last season. The atmosphere is brilliant. You know, everyone was singing. Everyone was a good voice again. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's how the initial part of the game went for me. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's ridiculous, and hopefully it doesn't happen again. But yeah. uh, I don't think it did Arteta any favours because the idea of this lineup was was probably the element of surprise. And some might yes. say, why do you? Some might say, why do you need to do that against a team for, like Forrest But I presume from Arteta's point of view. He knows he's going to come up against some teams um, this season that are going to be, you know, really deep block, really low block. He probably knew that about Forrest, which I would argue from my perspective, I found it a little strange that we didn't play against anyone that would set up like that in preseason. We didn't play against one team other than maybe Nuremberg in the first game of the season where we had like, you know, it was it was. Kids in that game for half of it. And I found it a little bit strange when I saw our, our pre season lineup that we were playing against these big sides that were going to come out at us and play against us. And we knew we were going to set up against. Forrest, it's going mean, to be two banks of four, and they really did sit deep. I mean, they were they were they were energetic. They were breaking, closing us down, but they weren't willing to come out at all. Not at all. Not even a two nil, to be honest, um, which was quite quite incredible, really. And obviously, they did get some chances, but a large part portion of their chances were just created by our silly errors again, um, where it, which which deviates how dominant the game really was. I also think the other thing that deviates how dominant the game really was is, despite the fact we added in an extra midfielder. Or an extra attacker whichever way you want to look at it we didn't create as many clear-cut chances as we usually would in a game like this so the argument from a someone looking in would be well, did it really work then because the idea of this was to overburden one or two of your defensive players to allow yourself to to be able to be a little bit more um you know free-flowing in attack and i don't think we really saw that fully to be honest though so there was a lot of openings but there wasn't really those clear cuts so, i mean what do you think he's trying to do? I, I, in hindsight, my perspective from this is I think this is something he'll probably do only in selective games against maybe teams that are expected to finish in the bottom six or so um, that he expects that don't have a lot to do other than just to try to not allow us to score for as long as possible, and he, he wants to find a way to to break that down a little bit more. I think fi- I think in that sense, certainly in the first half, there was a lot of positives. You Neil, know, I thought I thought we looked quite good in the first half, to be honest. And one positive is, you've got a first goal. It has to be Eddie and Nketa. He said he was a beast in training this week. I couldn't not start him. It would have been ridiculous if I didn't. Um, that might go towards what you said about Trossard, though, and I wonder what he has to do to get a start. But sticking with Eddie, we both had some criticisms of Eddie. And um, whilst I didn't think he had like, an amazing game or anything, one big chance, one goal, that's what you want your number nine to do. And we've argued in the past that Eddie doesn't really do that enough and he did really well for that goal, didn't he? Martinelli was fantastic as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I credit where credit's due. Uh, I, I was the, PR, the guy I was sitting next to, I was speaking to him, and he and I said, um, uh, "You know, Eddie gets blessing, gets a lot of criticism." And I said, "A lot of that comes from me." And he started laughing. And I said, I, "I just, I just always thought that, you know, is he really up to for the levels of this team or where we want to go at least, you know?" Um, and with the ambition that Arteta's got. Is Eddie really the right fit and the right calibre of player? Um, why why is he sticking with him? Well, Eddie, why does he speak so highly of him? Every single game that he plays in, you'll see that are after the game, he's up there giving him a hug and putting his arm around him. <clears throat> so he's obviously, a, a, he, he admires him. He's one of his favourites by the looks of things, and he obviously wants him to do well, which is great. And it's nice to see that from a manager, especially when you used to, See Wenger mentor a lot of the, of the players. You remember when he used to be like a, a father figure to them. So there's nothing wrong with that. But I've just felt is he really is he really the right person? But to be fair, he never he never not puts a shift in. That's something we've never said. We've never said he doesn't put a shift in. He he works hard. He put, put you know he really does play out his skin and does everything he can for for the team. Um, it's just it's just his end product really at times and, and what he does while he's on the pitch. He's no Jesus. He doesn't offer that kind of confusion to the defence where he's just, he's just like, you can't even pin him down. He's all over the place, which really creates havoc for defences. He's not that kind of player. But I think he, he didn't do much wrong. He, he was there and thereabouts. And then, of course, I've got to give a shout out to Martinelli because, gosh, number one is energy. Can I just say as well, Martinelli and, and Saka, I saw close up Saka what he did a couple of times, but Martinelli from, from the other side. A couple of times, the way he tracked back to defend from the top, from the front, was unbelievable. I'm thinking, who's that? And I thought, that's got to be one of the def- Is that Rice? Oh my god, no, it's Martinelli. It's like what?
1: what we did hell? that. We got- collectively really well as well in the collect- first half. But Martinelli yeah, because, was a standout. Yeah, because apparently, in terms of def- the defenders, which we which you talked about, Jack,
0: they didn't have much to do in a weird way because all the defending was being done up top. Yeah. It was really bizarre to see. And I, I don't know if, again, that was part of his plan, but Martin and he did that brilliantly. But his energy levels, Christ, as always. But that piece of skill, now some people are saying it was, it was, a mis- you know, it was, he miskicked it or something. I can't see it. Again, just, you know, before I went to bed last night, but, um, I looked at the match of the day had, had, uh, highlights, which don't get me started on match of the day, by the way,
1: don't talk about that. Oh yeah. I don't watch it.
0: Oh my God. I mean, did they just sit there criticizing what we did and then didn't even bother looking at the two goals, which I thought are already two gold contenders of goal in the month. I'm like, what? Anyway, but anyway, at least I saw the goal and, and, and the re- slow motion replay. I'm sorry. That looked like it didn't look like a miskick. It looked like he turned and he just, it was almost Bergkamp-esque in a way. It was just great. Anyway, I, that's my opinion. I, I thought that was de- uh, deliberate by him. Great piece of skill. But Eddie still had some work to do even following that. He didn't just receive the ball and couldn't knock it in. He had to move away, give himself some space, and that was a great finish. And yeah, all right, he got a slight deflection, which you know gave Turner no chance. But great finish and a good start. Really good start, and I and I agree with you, Jack. I didn't see much wrong in that first half, apart from obviously when I had that. Ch- there was like an exchange of headers. One just got away, and obviously the guy didn't. Uh, you know, he didn't finish. He didn't. He didn't complete the goal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Run, and that run, was in run, the first run. ten minutes, wasn't it? Yeah. It was in the first time. That, that for me, that was literally their only shot off target. If you like, it wasn't. I mean, it was on target. The shot.
1: No, he, he lobbed because, it over the bar. Yeah. Or because it home. was
0: all as in you said. We were just kept on at them. We, I, my, so I was, I was sitting uh, the opposite end of the tunnel, and I'll tell you something. My head was all looked on the direction of their goal, and I was again. I said to the guy next to me, "I said, I haven't really done anything other than this side. We haven't even had the ball in our half, really. That's why I said earlier about the defenders not having to do much, because it was all on the other end. Right. So you were right. They had a high block, uh, a low block, low block. Sorry, they, they 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 were just sitting back. And it was all of us trying to play a game of chess to try and break them down. But I thought, I thought apart from that one potential chance that they had, it was all us in the first half. And I have to give a mention to Timber as well. I think he, looked solid. he looks solid. I know he solid, was yeah. making a few I know he was making a few misplaced passes and stuff, but and, and there was a little bit he was a bit scrappy at times, but generally, he looks like a really good player to me. He looks, he looks like a Sinchenko that can defend, and he's strong. He's physical. And I think he's intelligent as well. He's got yeah. good awareness. He's intelligent, and he's a great one-on-one as well. So I, I, I think he's a. That's what hurt me the most about about him and his injury. But we'll talk about that in a second. Right. But yeah, I thought I thought Eddie Kersia, job well done, and you know he deserves some credit for his performance.
1: Yeah, no, he does, I, I, and that's something we we probably don't do enough on this podcast, not not purposely or anything like that, but sometimes we, he comes in for some criticism from us, you know, at times. And I, I thought, in, in the first half, he was a big part of, of what we did well. And he, he, he does really well at pressing from the front, I think, Eddie. And collectively, one thing I thought was different, because it was a whole different lineup that I was even trying to understand how we were moving. But I think we the, the idea behind it was to overburden some of our best players. And I thought we tried to overburden William Sleaver. We basically said, we think you can handle everything on your own let's see if he can do it. And he basically can. He basically can. I know we conceded the odd stupid chance, but William Sleber was, I thought pretty terrific. He had a 97.7% pass accuracy. I mean, you don't see those numbers that often. Um, he also was our highest passer. So it's not like he didn't use the ball. He was our highest touch player. <laughs> um, and he had our a, a highest percent pass accuracy. So just, but beyond that, when, when he's going one versus one, I, I trust him against basically anyone. And, um, you know I, I, proved it. it's Holland did not he he's proved he's proved it against mbappe in, in france yeah. we've seen the clips um and i, I thought he was he, he was terrific and I, I think the other person which was quite interesting that he overburden certainly positionally was was thomas party and i thought he handled it really well as well to yeah. be honest for someone that doesn't do that that often i know we saw it i think we saw it once or twice at the end of last season he actually did a forest away where we lost and um he did it maybe maybe in one other game um where he was kind of inverting central midfield, even dropping into centre-back at times. And, um, But I think his idea also, I thought, was Gabriel, out of all of our centre-backs, I don't think Gabriel was as good on the ball as White and Saliba, for example. I think they're technically a little bit better, and I think maybe that was part of his idea there as well. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing with Timbo, I think he's he definitely can challenge Zinchenko in the long term as well. But the weird thing about it is he doesn't have anywhere near the amount of touches that, that Zinchenko does in fact I think there's a stat out there that says Zinchenko averages about 56 passes per game and Timber had only 51 touches in this game now the reason I bring that up is in the last game as well I thought Timber was really good but I don't think he really built the play like Zinchenko does and it was the same thing he had he had a very low touch map um on, on the game but you're right in terms of the jewels and his ability to positionally be really aware I like him. I like him a lot. I think he's going to really provide a different option. I think he's going to be really important for games like last week against City. Whereas games like this week, if you think about it, where we were trying to overburden players and get another attack, i would be perfect for this game. Perfect, because exactly it that. Be. Because you're just pushing them back, and you're like, "Who's your most creative source?" And just put your number ten left back on, and you're perfect. So it's really interesting. I was watching it. It was like there is some real positive. The last thing was what you said was, like, "I've never seen us work so hard to get the ball back. I don't think I've ever seen us oh my work God. that hard." And even to the point where at 35 minutes or so, I was going. This looks exhausting. Like, we are, we are playing some good stuff, but if we lose it, there's, like, three of them around it straight away. It's, like, insane. And I went, I, and I wonder if the second half, because I felt the second half before the goal, we felt a little bit complacent, a little bit lazy, a little bit sloppy. I don't know what it was. But also maybe a little bit tired. Maybe, maybe we were a little bit tired. First game, so intense in the first half maybe silly took foot a little bit off the gas at 2-0 which we should never do because we've been proven last season not to do that and it was you know I think like you we were all really frustrated but before we get to that like um Saka I mean the both the wingers oh, were okay. fantastic Martinelli was fantastic Saka just so good I mean, people were putting him in the argument as the top three right wingers in the world I don't know what he is but I just know he's fantastic and I wouldn't change him for anybody and that was it was some speed wasn't it Neil
0: I I swear to you, uh, Chat, The stadium was like there. Everyone was picking up their mouths or their jaws afterwards. Everyone was just looking at. I mean, obviously, everyone mental, but everyone was looking. And then when the um, replay one came on, the gasp in the crowd. The gasps were like, "Wow! Oh my god!" He, you know, it's uh, just it's priceless. It's priceless. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, people talk about stupid money in football. Then, yeah, I know he's on a good wage now and whatever you... And, yeah, I mean, it's all silly money. But hes you could actually point your finger and say, he's one of the ones that do deserve it. If there is such a thing about deserving good money, because he just doesn't stop dropping... I mean, yeah, all right, let's talk, let's talk about he kind of... He, obviously you Obviously, could tell, at the end of last season, he was physically gone. He was losing it. But even then... For his, he was still a good, a good level if you think about it. Yes, he, had, he was tired out, but he was, you, when you put Saka in your team, you know you're going to get something. You're going to get something and sometimes very, very special. And that's what we saw again on Saturday. Um, I just want to say again, you were talking about um, Party. Now, Party was up there. He was involved in that move. So was Saliba. Now, Saliba, he, was, was, he was assist. the opposite. It, it was he was the assist. I mean yeah. he was right he was it was almost like playing like a a right winger at one point because he was asked for the position he was in and the way he won the ball back, he he created all that. That came from the corner, didn't it? It came from a move which Hammett's put a good cross in, um, and then it led to the corner, and then that's where that came from. And Saliba was it worked with a little he got the ball back. I think he passes his party and then he got it back and then Provided the assist, and I'm thinking. So we have got party and Saliba way out of position, creating this chance. Um, but I think that's what that game was all about. That's exactly what you were saying. And and um, but then the way Saliba, uh, sorry, the way Saka just took that, it's a trademark goal. But that's one of the best ones I've seen. That was unbelievable. And I'm, you know, it's one of those ones where it doesn't matter how amazing a goalkeeper you are, you they would just stand there and say. Wow, there's nothing I can do about that. No one could, in the world could do anything about that. And you can see it by habits. expression. It just, habits was like, what the hell have I just seen? It's a bit like, do you remember the reaction to from the players when Saliba scored his goal? Was that against Fulham? I can't remember now.
1: Uh, Bournemouth away. Zinchenko. Yeah, when Zinchenko put his hands up. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, same <laughs> thing. Exactly same thing with Havertz. did like, yeah, I love that. Stuff. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. but you know, the surprise from habits, and this is from a player that you expect it from anyway, because he's so good. So Libby you'd probably not expect that. But even he was you know, they, they it was just so cleanly hit. It was driven, it was powerful, it was accurate, it was just like a dart, an arrow, what you want to call it, a bullet. No nothing. Just beautifully, beautifully executed. Um, and it's what Saka does, it's what Saka gives us. And you're thinking, 2 0 in control of the game, what can go wrong? And then obviously we you know what went wrong with timber and all the rest of it but i thought i thought wow Saka's is undroppable if he's fit he's just undroppable we cannot do without him at the The moment the
1: worry is do we have anyone that can make him play less than 90 minutes every week
0: it's that and also my only other concern is which you're probably going to bring up i'm sorry to tread on your uh, toes we seem to be too, too right centric as well which is we, we, we're too focused on the right I felt as well at times And I, there, yes. were, there, was, there were times, there were times when Martinelli was actually putting his hand up saying why aren't you giving me the ball yeah and felt then, very and then, isolated and, then, and, then, and then, but then obviously then when he got it he proved it he said look what I can do to, 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 for the first goal um, so I, I think that's something that does need to be addressed I yeah. think that you, you've got to try and balance out the attacks on both sides rather than always saka, saka, saka. We've we've got to do that because we've got a very decent player in Martinelli. And there's times when Trossard does play, he's more on the left as well. He's more sided to the left and we've got to then make use of him because you know, we just got to. I I felt that was our
1: biggest error actually on the left because I just said Timber relatively low touch but Havertz is also a pretty low touch player. I mean, he was right there with Timber. He had 69 touches or top players had 133. I don't think Havertz is going to be a high touch player just like Xhaka wasn't in his final season because everything went through other players. So if you've got two then Martinelli just ends up doing all the work in terms of the attacking ability. And, and he's really good at doing that. He's good at overloading himself and taking on two players, but gets exhausting and he needs a little bit more support. And I just felt if you played Trossard in that eight this, for this game, because you were it was much more about intricate, short, tight stuff, um, I felt it was more of a game for Trossard than Haberts at the eight. If you want to play Haberts higher up, that'd be different. But I felt at the eight, whereas last week's game against City, I well, know I habit. played Havertz at the nine, but it felt much more of a Havertz game. You know, I felt so. I like just if it, you know, he said certain games, certain tactical reasons. In my opinion, in hindsight, I think I think it was probably much more of a, a Trossard game from the eight than it was Havertz. But but because it, yeah, it just felt like Martinelli, like you said, was doing it. That's why it was so impressive with what he was doing. And Arteta alluded to. it, He said he just well, when he does things both ways, he, and what he did defensively, he said he's he's really hard to live with, and he he loves that, and that's what he needs from his wingers, and that's why certain wingers in the past, Pepe, etc., have not worked from us because we just know they don't do it both ways, and we know Arteta it means everything to Arteta to do that. Do yeah, heard yeah. one there. I know we have Trossard, but it does feel like Trossard is becoming more and more of a uh, interior player, not a not a wing mm. player for us. You know, mind you, did you see Trossard's speed on that run?
0: Right. Okay. that works as well. That. By the way, he did guess, it later uh, on as well. But yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that was after I think they'd scored, wasn't it? I'm yes. To, yes Playoffs, it was. Yeah. But after they scored, and I was I was actually giving credit to the guy that made the goal for them because my God, watching him go down because that's that's the side we were on, and we were just like, oh my God, we're in trouble, we're in trouble. Look at his pace. It just, was so should to come
1: across there, though. Because i've been yeah, watched yeah, it back I a while and I, I don't really blame saka because he was always behind him but i actually felt why was it why that could have closed in why it could have come across and actually yeah. rice looked exhausted but i actually if you watch it on like the halfway line mm. and you don't get told what happens you'd say in mm. your head rice gets across but he doesn't get across doesn't get across. Uh, okay.
0: yeah yeah i think i think we yeah there, there were errors there were errors i believe but he was quick as well we got to factor that in he was phenomenally quick yeah. um and it, it, was, it was it was just over in the blink of an eye. It was so fast. And like all of a sudden, then we, right. were, we were kind of blocked. Because, you know, everyone stands up to, to see what the hell was going on. So we, we were blocked a little bit from the angle we were at. And, of course, then you just hear them all roaring. We were oh, Christ. So it was so fast. But then we saw Trossard do something similar against someone who was about four times his size, which was, was hilarious. Amazing. Hilarious much. But his speed, and I've never seen that from Trossard, yeah. I, I mean, I've been wax lyrical about him about, you know, ever since yeah. he came, and I've been crying, please give him more time. But I've been talking more about the, what he does, you know, with his passing, with his vision, uh, the fact that he, he he creates something very, very different for us when we need it. I've never seen him spe- speed, with speed, though. Oh, my God, he is quick. I don't know whether he was like, Shane, look, this is another fact to my game boss. You've got to be picking me, mate. You know, why, why am I well, getting more Arteta was off his,
1: on his feet and clapping at that point. I, mean, yeah, I remember good, seeing good. it. And, yeah.
0: Well, that's it. Good. That's what. That's what he needs to do. But God Almighty! I, I was. <laughs> we were laughing. <laughs> Look at the speed of this guy. Where does that come from? But you're right. Havertz did it as well. And for Havertz, he's quite tall, isn't he? He's yeah, quite he a really tall guy. fast when
1: he gets going. To, to,
0: to, to be f- that fast, that's impressive. So, mm. another thing we have got in our locker. But yeah, yeah. you're right.
1: No, I thought Sarge, again. He's just so impactful and eye-catching. Oh. When it, it doesn't matter, if he plays five minutes or, or twenty minutes. He just he's just such a good example to the squad. I think because we don't have oh. enough impactful subs. I don't think we don't have enough players like Reese Nelson was a really good one last season, but mm. but um and Smith Rowe in the past. But but yeah. I think Trossard like, every time you start him, you do he just he just brings it every time to to yes. to, to the table and he's pushing whoever position he i think he's still more likely at this point to slot in at the because you just the left wing is such a different style to Martinelli that i i feel like it, it might be a little bit more more difficult but but i i the nine or the eight i feel like he's a really good option still personally I, I'd, I'd be picking him as, a, as my secondary option to, to jesus and probably my secondary option to to declan rice as well but but i just yeah i mean i just think um if rice is playing at the eight of course but um i, I just think yeah he's just jumping off the page you know it's really hard to to Look at him and think, how can you not be starting right. some games? You know, at least some games, not every game, but yeah. at least some Premier many games. He doesn't really start very many, and I felt like I feel like he really should be. But yeah, that that speed was brilliant. Just you just didn't expect it, and that, that's a really really good thing to to notice, just to be able to relieve some pressure. And things like that. Not that we were really under the cosh or anything, but the the thing that frustrated me most on the goal is he basically he was so fast, but he ran from the halfway line to our area with no one attempting to actually no get one exactly and if you're not going to do that then you better make sure you've got everything covered in the box do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. That, that you're like i'm, I'm waiting because there's only one player in the box and i'm not gonna make sure he doesn't get the ball yeah but we didn't um, do that either so i was so like well, yeah when i was watching it i was just like that's so frustrating from the point of view that i'm not even sure if we could gonna across to him but someone's got to get closer to him to stop the 100%. cross and yeah. there was there was two again maybe I'm, I've got my sack of goggles on but I, I don't think it was really he was, he was behind him to start with it was really hard for him to catch him but Rice could have come across didn't come across White could have come across decided to the side and stay in the box if you do that you've got to, got to win and I think it was White White's man that he lost out to and, and ended up putting it past Ramsdale which was frustrating but Look, we weren't under the cup, but it was definitely nerve-wracking. I mean, whenever Arsenal go, you know, within, within a goal with 10, 15 minutes to go, we're nervous, aren't we? We're always nervous. And we had the better chances after that. Odegaard, just wide, I think, um, from far. Oh, yeah. I thought it was going into the top corner. Havertz obviously had that, that sprint and run and shot. Um, and, and maybe one or two others. But we didn't create an, a, enough clear-cut chances. But obviously the biggest downer on this game, and the reason you said you felt sort of down at the end of it, despite mm-hmm. the win, was, was Timber's injury. I think there's been a lot of reports on it. And so what basically happened was he lost the ball and uh, he did lose it no, It wasn't great he lost a short pass and he obviously went and dove in. But from everything I watched on the the video it's his back leg that gets tucked underneath him that seems to be the injury on. And then he tries to uh, play on and comes out for the second half and plays a, a minute or two or maybe maybe less and then as he's jogging backwards he clearly feels something in the in the back of his knee. And uh, but but Mikel was interesting. He said yeah we we are worried because the docs basically gave him the all clear to try and go on it and a lot of people have sort of speculated even I've sort of talked about it but from the mechanism it's really really on the right I think it's right knee. really really difficult to believe that it could be anything big ligament wise really really difficult I mean you can do one injury for a big ligament like your PCL but he didn't fall on it like that he felt fell on it in a weird way. And the one thing with knee injuries is, I see so many of them, I've had like two this week, um, the mechanisms actually really make sense for big ligament injuries. So like there's like only two ways that you can actually injure certain ligaments and almost 99% of the time, that's exactly how it happens. So it's almost like you could be watching on the sidelines and have a good idea for what it could be. The problem is the cartilage stuff like um, Jesus had, it's quite hard to understand whether that could have happened from that injury. But what's a good sign, I think, is that doctors who... Are competent. They have to be competent. um They gave him the clear, which may, makes me think. Still think it's a muscular issue, even though he pulled up not very nice, and it, looked, it kind of it looks like he kind of snapped his knee back or whatever. It tells me that it was from the first half, and and they thought he could go on it. Maybe it's a muscular thing, and want to see how he goes on it. And and if it is muscular, hopefully he didn't do too much more damage to it in the second half. That's the concern. But and maybe it's a, a short something. Maybe we're looking at a three four weaker maybe even slightly longer Absolutely. than that but not something not yeah. something talking the mumps like jesus's injury was in terms of cartilage in terms of ligament big knee stuff i'm not gonna get egg on my face but i'm i'd be really surprised i'd be stunned if it was that I, re- I really would be really surprised because one the docs would have recognized it in the evaluation i just, I just can't believe they would have let's it let's hope you're right joe but either way neil just to talk on that position a little bit more and have mm. discussed um how much we like timber and how unfortunate that was Um, Zinchenko's coming back, but also Tierney wasn't in the squad. He wasn't in the squad, Nick. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, do you think, what do you think the intention is there? Because he he put him in the squad last week and brought him on against uh, Man City in the Community Shields, played him, not started him, but played him a bit here and there. And a lot of people have been pretty positive about his performance. I was when I went to saw him against Barcelona. I thought he came on and did really well against um, Dembele, I think it was. Yeah, Um, This is obviously a clear, maybe, is this a clear indicator from Arteta that's like, yeah, you whether it needs to be moved from your side, Kieran, you're not going to be part of our plans this mm. season. Well, do you not think it? Because he can be quite ruthless, Mikasa.
0: I would like not to speculate too much, Jack, because it could we could be barking down the wrong wrong, wrong, wrong tree or breaking up the wrong tree. We it, we really could, but it is a bit odd that he wasn't even on the bench. That that was a little bit strange when you know goes out completely. Right. Uh, all right, we've got Tommy Asu, who obviously can play, and he's done well in that position in the past when he's needed, when we called upon him, but it's still strange that, hang on a minute, because it could be something that could happen on the other side and Tommy Asso might need to be, be brought in for that side because obviously he can play uh, on in the right right position as well. So I found it a bit weird. I, I Like you was from the top of this show, you said, did you look at the, the team line up and think, hang on a minute, what's going on here? Also looking at the subs bench, it was a bit odd that he wasn't in it at all. And... It's just from that, you might start speculating that I think he's gone. There could be something that's telling us that if he's not in the squad completely for the first game of the season, arguably really where he could come in and help if need be, because Forrest have been a bane for us recently, a couple of, right. not two, three seasons. Didn't they knock us up two years running in the FA Cup? Before yeah, nothing.
1: well, that season we wore the uh, No More Red shirt, yeah, the white, sh- white shirt, they knocked us out. You that's might be it. right. I, mean, I definitely remember that season a few years back. Yeah, so that's yeah.
0: So, and and then obviously, you know, with the league the, the and the Prem as well. So, you know, this wasn't a, a laughable a joke of a game. We had to take this very, very seriously. And you need your the best you can have. And I found it very odd that he wasn't on. So it could be a message. It could be something, or sorry, not message, um, a statement that, yeah, we're looking to offload him. Now, whether that be a permanent move or a loan, I don't know, but it's not the only links I, have been a haven't they? Yeah, I mean, so I, know,
1: I know, I know. For
0: probably third or fourth choice now, I, I, especially now with Timber, Sinchenko, Tomiyasu, believe as well, who came on. Um, yeah. I, I, and Kiwiho, yeah, of course, yeah, Christ, Kiwiho. yeah, forgot about him. So where does that leave Tierney? And I get it, but I do. You remember? Was it in the last last pod, the last time we spoke? I'd started changing my mind, thinking I'm a little bit now 50-50. I don't mind whether he... If he goes, he goes. If he stays, I'll be just as happy. Yeah. I don't, know, I, I don't want to look too much into it at the moment. Let's just see what happens. Um, but, but speaking of that, on that side of things, we do need to start getting rid of players because we've got to... The wage bill, again, is going to be overloaded. And yeah. we need we need to relax that a little bit, especially if, you know, if Arteta is still thinking in the minds of that. He wants to keep rebuild, wants to keep building, keeps building thinking about other players that might want to come in, maybe not this window, but January or next season, we need to start getting rid of some of the players that we don't use, like the Pepe, Cedrics, et cetera. And TNU, unfortunately might be one of those. It's, it's, it's a very good chance. We've got the Conga, we've got Tavares, you know, we've got all those players that we need to, to look at. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you feel about it, but it could, it could be mate, a statement.
1: Yeah. I think anyone that's on over a hundred grand a week, and that is not part of the first team squad. We 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 have to be and Tierney's on 120 grand a week. So you, but the problem is uh, the loan stuff. I just think's ridiculous. You've got to be able to get a permanent sale, Tierney. You've got to be able to get some money in for him. I mean, I'm not even at this point. I'm not even sure because there was there was ridiculous um, analysis of Kieran Tierney's value. People going up to 40, 50 million. I mean, absolutely no chance. But even if you just manage to get money back on him, where you kind of you know break even. Which was what 25 million, 20, 25 million. I oh, surely. Yeah, yeah. That, like- I find it really surprising that there's not. I know he's had an injury history, didn't play that <clears> much <throat> last season, but when you see the the, the need and the sort of left backs people going after, I, I just, you know, he's still in his prime. He's had some, you know, one a lot of things at Celtic, had a pretty good successful career at Arsenal. I would say up until this point, yeah. I find it very strange. And I, I can only. Put a little bit more on the club to be like we've got to find a way to sell him, and maybe we're holding on nerve because i think we're doing well with that with baligan because i think we will end up getting mm. a good fee for baligan mm. but there's a lot of interest in baligan there's not an obvious interest in Tierney, which i'm finding really quite surprising especially as everyone tells me how great he is and i'm like well where's the interest in? there's got to be some interest from someone yeah, yeah. so um I hope we see some interest that's actually for a permanent deal. Uh, I don't hear about loans at almost 95% of clubs, but when Arsenal come along, everyone wants to loan our players, which is very odd. um, So we've got to be a bit stronger in the market maybe. But the other thing, two things I want to talk about this game, just before I go on to uh, one sort of transfer thing that I think is going to get announced today, but I might be wrong. Um, um, I don't always know, but I think it will be announced today. But, um, Declan Rice, how do you feel he did? He played alongside Party in this game. Um, how do you feel he's progressing? I don't think he's fully really fit yet. But what was your thoughts on how you know his performance? He actually had a couple of opportunities going forward in the second half. Probably could have scored. I hit the post. I think had a volley that he could have done a little bit better with. Um, what's your thoughts on where he's at at the moment, Declan Rice? And how he's fitting into the group? I
0: think we've got to forget about price tags. Just forget about it. And I know that we're sensible. We don't. We don't do that. With, you know we look at we look at habert something he's i think he's getting a lot of unnecessary criticism for the same reason 65 million is a lot of money it's one of our biggest outlays for a player ever in history um and just got to forget about that just think about what the player can bring to the team that's the most important and how how they're going to fit in and going forward with that uh, and the same with Bryce. all right he's got this our record signing but forget that at the moment i think you're spot on I don't think he's quite there. He's not 100 percent yet fit. I think he's built. He, every time I see him, you know, so leading from the pre-season friendlies to this game, the Community Shield, and then this game, I think he's getting a bit better. Yeah, and that, and that is a clear indication that he's getting his fitness back. I think he, I think he's a wonderful signing. I'm not thinking about the price tag. I just think he's a wonderful signing. He's going to give us so much, um, and and he's gonna he's gonna be that player where yeah, I think we saw it in the Community Shield and the, the tracking back he was doing and, and winning, the, winning the ball. You know, this is the thing that he's been brought in for, to break up those attacks, to be a real thorn in the opponent, especially in the midfield and, the, and that engine area, and, the, for, and to work for the team in a way that he's going to break up uh, attack any potential attacks. He's a strong physical player that's going to really get on the opponent's nerves. Um, and then I, I, I felt that he, he, he was better. I think for me, this is probably his more polished performance so far. So that is great. If each game he's getting better and better, he's going to be wonderful for us. And, um, yeah, you're right. There was a couple of times where he got forward. The, first, the the one that you said that he, I think Turner got a touch to it and it hit the post. That was actually a brilliant move. If you look, if you yeah. watch the whole back, that started all the way from there, that, you know, from the back with Odegaard winning the ball and that there was a passage of passes. And that was a fantastic uh, move. And if that had gone in, that would have been another world-class goal, a team goal. Um, uh, and it it was it was just um, it was a good strike. Just Turner just got her hand to it and it hit the post, I think. And I, we all thought it was in because again that was the side that we were on, and we thought, oh, is it? and then we oh nice, God, I think he got saved to it. And I think I think we said, yeah, it hit the post as well. So I thought that was great. And then yeah, the, the, it was like a volley kind of shot, wasn't it? And he he was disappointed. I think he floored it unintentionally first. It still actually met, got drove a save out of uh, Turner as well. Even even with that, but if he would got a clear hit on that. I think that could have gone in. So he's, yeah. he's an option to score as well. So it's not just what he does from from whatever you want to call him. Uh, you know, it's, 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 whether he be a, a a six or a eight. But you know, he's got he's got the ability to score, and I think that's the difference. West Ham saw more of a defensive machine from him because when you play West Ham, what what do the better teams do? They just go for them, don't they? Because they're one of those teams that you just gotta go for. But but with Arsenal, with a more forward thinking team, more attacking team, creative team, he's gonna be able to have the chances to maybe even be like what Shaka was doing for us in a way, uh, and getting up there, getting the assists, getting goals, being more creative moving forward. So I think we're gonna see a different, different, different type of player. Than what West Ham saw, but also with the West Ham qualities, and he's a leader. I think he's a tremendous signing. Yeah, potentially. The I think. I think. You know what? I was. I was concerned. Not concerned. I was a bit surprised with Odegaard being. And I know you love Odegaard, and I, I do too. But I know you're a massive fan of him. Huge. And I, I, I was thinking on that day, on Saturday, sitting there watching, this guy is as as everyone, every all of you guys have said it. He does lead by example. He's not one of those vocal captains, but he leads by example by what he does on the pitch. He's fantastic. So I think he is the right choice now. Um, Before he had Shaka almost like a backup captain. Now he's got Rice and what a tremendous leader we've got in him as well. And he's loving it. You you, you can see how absolutely thrilled. Do you know, if there's anything I'll say, which has actually worked against him in a little bit, I think he's actually overwhelmed with being at Arsenal he's utterly overwhelmed he's so in it and he's so become so involved in it he's, he's thrilled to be at the club and I think at the moment he's just the fact that he's walking in, out into the, you know, the Emirates the, the pitch everything he's almost like a fan in a weird way at the moment but once that's gone we're going to we're going to see the best of him yeah Got no concerns about him at all
1: no no I mean I think he's getting better every game um, Declan uh, Rice and it, it was really interesting to see him get forward as well um, he had the most shots out of the team most shots on target um, he well, had yeah he had most tackles um, well actually Kai had the most tackles but then Declan Rice had four tackles most tackles and I, I do feel he's really good at that he's really good at um, duels really really good at interceptions yeah. which is what a lot of the data said and when you're seeing the prices for um, Saicedo recently which is oh, about 10-15 million higher with sell-on clauses including Included in that which um, is incredible to me i mean that's basically saying we're going to give you all this money and then we're going to give you more if he ever leaves us which is incredible um to, to to give them that much money i mean it's a record for the league um with a player by the way who's played less than 45 premier league games when declan rice is what close to 300 something like that so i mean there's a cute i mean some people have argued me because i love i said i thought he's a great player yeah. he's a great player but um i said that there's no way those fees should be comparable even if even if i do like Saïd. and the reason for that is you know, longevity from the players, and secondly, English tax is really real, and there's a reason people want players that are English. You know, homegrown. You know, it counts towards that. There's a real sort of, you know, a belief that they, they they can create this sort of character and leadership earlier, maybe within the group. And I think there's some some truth to that, possibly not always, but some sometimes. So, that there should de- definitely be a bigger distance from the two fees, but Declan Rice should have been a lot higher. So I'm not saying we got a bargain, but when you compare it to the other fees of defensive midfielders going True. in the league you can see why we did our business early which was really clever from Edu and MiKil last one on Habits you mentioned him earlier that people you know Chris so did you notice anything in the crowd where people were getting on his back or frustrated or anything like that yeah. I worry a bit about that because of his sort of style and the way he is on the ball sometimes it look can look a little bit languid and a little bit mm. lazy um, like um, an Ozil possibly Ozil yeah where, who, who personally I got very frustrated with but for different reasons um, did you notice any of that? Do you have any actually. concerns about his performances at the oh, moment with
0: Okay. Number one didn't know. Firstly, I didn't notice anything in the crowd. I didn't, whether it was coming from other sections, I I didn't. I didn't I I, I us getting on players backs is is a thing of the past for me. I'm not seen it for almost two years now. I think I think at least in that way the, the fans are very good we're we're supportive of the players that were on the pitch, which is so important. In terms of what I think of him, um I think I don't you know it's hard one for me. I'm not 100% sure yet. I I've got no criticisms, there's no negatives, but I I I'm not quite sure what he's going to offer us going forward with with what what we're trying to do. But having said that, you know, he's been involved uh a couple you know, as I said he had he was involved in in, in the attacks. He he can he's, he is a physical presence. He could potentially be a target man because yeah, you know, I've always been talking about this you know, having a target man, what a little bit what Giroud was for us, he, because he's got the strength, he's got the physical stature, stature for it. <clears throat> but I still feel he's hung over from what his experience at Chelsea was a little bit. I still think that, that we will soon see the habits of his club before Chelsea. I think it was Leverkusen, wasn't it? I and and yeah. he was he was great there. He was great. Very he was from an attacking field position. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I still think there's a lot to come from him. I think we just got. Uh, you see, with with Rice and and well, let's hope Timber is back soon. I think that they'll we, we're going to see the great stuff quicker than we do with Havertz. That's that's just a gut feeling. I could be completely wrong, but to be honest, from what I've seen of him, he hasn't done much wrong either. I'm not saying he set the world alight. But at the same time, I don't think he's done much wrong. And he has been involved in things, you know, to be honest that, um, was it the uh, the Community Shield where he had the, he had, the, he had that chance where he had to turn and then create a shot. I mean, that, that wasn't a bad effort. You know, I don't think he's done much wrong. I don't think, he's done, as I said, I don't think he's done anything that's like, wow, what a signing. But I just want people not to think about the price tag too much. And I just want everyone to be a bit more patient with him. Those that are criticising him, because we are going to see that. I I fully believe this is probably my faith that we will see the Leverkusen um, habits rather than the Chelsea one. I think Chelsea just played him wrong. He just didn't fit in that club at all. And even then, he was probably argued one of their better players. You know, and he's been always going to always be known for scoring their Champions League winner. Just needs to be patient with him, Jack. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts have been, but I was going to ask you that, actually.
1: Yeah, I, I agree entirely. And I think I wonder if, if the switching in from the eight to the nine is 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 a good thing for his development at the eight, which I think is his intention. Like, if we're to see into the future, I think his intention is still what we kind of believed early on in, the, in that he wants Rice and Havertz and Odegaard to be amongst a, a midfield three. I think what we're seeing is is Thomas Party is not re- ready ready at all to relinquish that position, and 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 nor should he be with the way he's playing. I just yeah. think it's, it's, that transition can happen in time, but it's, it's we shouldn't be doing it just yet. And I think what that creates a real issue is it's almost Habits and Rice and possibly when everyone's fit, if that ever happens, of course, um <laughs> going for going for the one position. That's where Habits might need to bide his time a little bit, be a little bit patient. And I think I think that's that's absolutely fine. I think um. Yeah, be patient with him. I think I think he's got a lot of good attributes, and I yeah. think Arteta will get the best out of him as well. I just, In the meantime, if we are using him in the eight and it's not working, I don't want Arteta to be too stubborn with it, that this is my signing, this is the guy that I push for. The, right. the, do you know what I mean? Where it costs us in the short term. Yes. It's okay to have a player that takes a little bit of time, that maybe needs a little bit of time on, on the bench when someone you feel is a little bit more ready for the system that you're currently set up to get results now which is so important and uh, you, you've seen if you for example Pep he didn't play Grealish a lot in his first season absolutely you know what I mean and now he's thriving and people criticized a lot so I think Arteta has to be strong enough and I think he is to, to do that but um, I don't want him to be too stubborn with it and saying you know i fully back this guy and it needs to work from the get-go because he Doesn't always work like that, and he is changing a lot this season. Right, last season we saw him implement some new things, but I think this season again we're seeing just from the lineup he's changing a lot of things at once and trying to make us more adaptable, more you know, have ability to harder to read as as a team and different setups maybe for different games. Last season it was really all about same eleven, same eleven, same eleven consistency, consistency, and get that fluidity. And I, I like that way, but in terms of the longevity of the season. That doesn't necessarily bode well especially when injuries come up and things like that you have to be really lucky for a squad like ours i think So it's really interesting i found it really interesting game disappointed in the goal obviously because i don't don't like to concede and i felt you know i even though you know in terms of the xg they had two shots on target we had 80 of the ball i felt the scoreline still flattered them to be honest and i felt oh yeah we we should have put the third away earlier and um that would have been, that would have been, you know, the game would have been very different from there on, but that hopefully we learned that lesson quicker than we did last season because towards yeah. the end of last season, we didn't learn it. Yeah. I
0: think, I think the only concern is the number of goals we concede at home. We've got to stop Big that. Time. Yeah. Why are we conceding so many goals? I mean, yeah, it weighs a different thing, but really at home, we should be a fortress. We've got to maintain that. Yeah, We were getting the wins last season. Of course we were. That's why we were top of the table for what, 248 days of the, of the season but we were conceding a lot as well. We were conceding their level of goals. That is something we've got to we've got to stop. Yeah. And we were all hoping for a clean sheet on Saturday, but it didn't come. Hopefully the next game, the next few games we will. So,
1: yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah, no, absolutely. And overall, really positive. The next game's going to be harder. Palace, uh, I didn't watch them, mm. but they are a good team at uh, home. Hodgson yeah. drills them really well. They've got some good players. Eze and says, um, injured but decor you know if they've got some good players good athletes as a real dangerous player and it's going to be a lot we're going to have to be a lot better i think we're going to you know collect for for the 90 minutes we're going to have to be a lot better um and it'll be interesting to see how we adjust the setup before we go um Oh, wow, I might be even on time. Man. It's amazing. Um, before we go, Aaron Ramsdale. I think we're going to announce David uh, Raya or Raya. Might be Raya. Um, David Raya today. Um, what are your thoughts? I know you don't like to talk about transfers until it's on the ticker tape and Arsenal Wenger announces it from FIFA headquarters, all that sort of stuff. But um, <laughs> but um. Well, what are your thoughts on uh, – there's something that came out pretty conclusively, but it's a bit up in the air in that um, it was supposed to be a $30 million straight fee for, for David Ryder coming as a replacement for Matt Turner, who went to Forest, of course, and played, played in this game. And I think it's undeniable that David Ryder is a, is an upgrade, without doubt, on that. But beyond that, well, we're now learning that it's a $3 million initial loan to help us with FFP, but there's been some journalists that have reported that basically this turns into a permanent deal anyway there's not really the details on that but since that's occurred since Ornstein announced that there's been a lot of other pretty reliable journalists journalists have said basically it feels relatively inevitable that this will be not an option but an inevitability that we buy this player but I just wondered what your thoughts are on the on, on bringing in a goalkeeper of that level the the possible ability you know the loan option and what that might mean and and and, and how you feel it might play out with him and Ramsdale
0: so um, th- this really reminds me of, do you remember when uh Martinez came in for Leno and he yeah. had a tremendous, how I many games, a dozen games, he was almost flawless. And yeah. then there's all this talk about getting rid of him. And we were actually saying on the podcast that it's very rare to have two top end keepers at one club. It just doesn't happen it just does not happen. And I was like, why can't it happen? Why can't they compete? It reminds me of that. I just started thinking about that situation. All right, then Martinez turned out to be a very, not very nice human being uh, with his antics and and whatnot. So I'm actually glad now, so glad he went. Um, And it kind of takes me back to that where potentially we got two number one keepers and we'll have, if this goes through. um, I'm not too worried about that. I think, I think Ramsdale's a very strong character. Uh, I think he's a, I think he's a great, great asset to our club, by the way. Always liked Ramsdale. And I think it will do him good. And the fact that, now whether that was just him coming out of the statement, just the sake coming out of a statement, I don't know. Whether he genuinely thought, I'm going to put something out, and he said, bring it. He was just saying, bring it. I'm yes, glad. Yeah, he did, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy for, for the competition. It Bring the best out, and it will push each other. It will bring the best out on both of us. I think it'll be really interesting to see how Arteta deals with it and how much of each keeper they get on the pitch. It'll, it'll be really interesting to see. There's no doubt the other guy's a great player. I've, 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 I'm very blinkered. I think I've said this before. When it comes to football, I just look at Arsenal. I don't really look at other players too much unless unless you know, it, it gets to the point where we 100% know that they're going to become an Arsenal player. Then I might look at, read about them, look on YouTube, do the usual stuff. Um, but obviously, I know he's a quality keeper. He could even become... You know, Eclipse even, Ramsdale, possibly don't know yet, don't know what, what's, what the plans are. So I, I'm i okay with it. I'm surprised, massively surprised. Oh, I feel like we were initially, yeah. Uh, yeah, initially I was thinking we were going to be hopefully, you know, answering your question about, are we going to get someone in that was going to aid Saka um, at one point? And that was a position that, or something that needed to be considered because you can't make Sackle work like we did. or what he has been over the last few seasons. Yeah. Um, so when, when all of a sudden there was this, all this talk about a keeper thinking, uh, uh-huh. what, what's going on here? It was, it was a huge shock. I think it will be okay. Um, it'll be interesting for sure. Um, and I think he's a great keeper from what I've heard and what, what you guys have been saying about him potentially, as I said, he could even eclipse Ramsdale. um, and it'll be good competition. And it's wonderful that Arteta and Edu have got this vision that we're going to make sure we've got we got competition in every position on the pitch. No, 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 no position is going to get, you know, overlooked. We're going to make sure that we've got competition because the players then will drive each other to be better. That's what you mentioned a little bit earlier about Trossard. You yeah. know, every player is going to be driven to do better. I'm getting noticed. The way Edu said to Arteta, you've got to play me because look at what I'm doing. All the players should be doing that. All of the players should be doing that. Maybe they are, we don't know. But yeah. they should be. The fact that Arte's actually singled Eddie out. So maybe the same with the goalkeeping position. And if that makes us better, Jack, if that makes us a better club, I'm all for it, 100%. And with, with this money thing, I think it's genius. You know, we don't Although, have... Yeah, the initial loan thing's fantastic. Genius. Yeah. Brilliant. And I think that's where they've improved. You know, we were struggling before with transfers both in and out you know there were some players that we got rid of for stupidly cheap money we why he's worth more than that what are you doing or let them let the contract run out and we get nothing for them like you know Ramsey I thought Van Persie was dirt cheap to United and then he won the title that season uh you know it's just things like that where we now we're very very queued up I think both ways I think anyway certain still yeah. mistakes will be made of course they will that's life yeah. but generally I think we're very cute with what we're doing now so I, again, kudos to doing Arteta for doing that. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, like Ramsdale said, bring it, bring it, Jack.
1: I don't know yeah, what you absolutely. thought. Of it, right? Well, I feel, um, yeah, I love it. I love it. Actually, I think it's one of the most surprising and exciting moves that we have made this hour. I, I well, as soon as I heard about it, I, I thought this is this is brilliant. But. If I'm putting my mystic meg hat on ish and predicting into the future, I agree with you. I don't think this there's longevity in having two goalkeepers that are this good, and I think this is a one season where we did it. We did it with Leno and Martinez under Arteta for one season. We, we, we did it with Leno and Ramsdale for one season under Mikel Arteta, and I think this is a one season thing which we can really take advantage of if something happens to one of them. But in the end. I think one of them's coming out as uh, as top dog and one of them's leaving and if I'm to put my true hat on I would predict that David Raya would be our first team goalkeeper by mid September. October maybe, and I'd predict that Ramsdale leaves by next summer. That's so that would be my prediction. And the reason for that, I'm not just sort of saying it. The reason for that is I don't think the loan makes a difference. I, don't, I think well, I think we're going to sign this guy permanently, no matter what. I don't I don't think, I think it makes a difference, maybe for financial reasons. Hopefully that allows us to maybe do something else this window. I don't know if we're being really sort of greedy, but um. The, the other reason is this goalkeeping coach is literally his mentor. He goes back to when he played at Blackburn. This goalkeeping coach brought him in. He's literally like, you know, he's, it's like Seth Rabigas going to Arsenal. He's literally his like father figure mentor. He's bringing him in. We wanted him before Ramsdale. All the links were there before Ramsdale. I think we offered 10 million back five four years ago when Arteta first came in and they wanted like 25 or something. So we moved away from it and then we went up. Oh, they didn't they want to sell him. That's what it was not we ended up paying for Ramsdale. Um, I think, this is the ideal person they want. A lot of the data points to him being a better goalkeeper than Ramsdale at this moment in time. One issue with Ramsdale is he's not hitting his peak yet, so you don't really know if he's going to get a lot better. Hopefully he would. Um, so that's a slight risk. But um, and I, I, I think... I think Mikata believes he's going to improve us a lot and i think he's going to he's he's going to start sooner rather than later i don't think he'll be in the bench for long i really don't i think he's gonna he's gonna be our first team goalkeeper i really do i just don't see i think it was an opportunity in the market i think we probably thought he would already be sold by now and he wasn't and we saw that maybe there was interest in matt turner and we decided to to make a move that we've probably always wanted to make for about four years and i think I like Ramsdale. I do like Ramsdale a lot. I'm a big fan of Ramsdale. and But I do think there are some slight issues with him. I, I don't think he's... This guy is proven by stats to be a lot better from crosses. He catches a lot more than Ramsdale from crosses, even though shorter. So he commands his box a lot more. That's what it tells me. His save percentage is a lot higher. Um, his long pass accuracy is a lot higher. Short passes, not so much. But Brentford but don't do a lot of that. So it's kind of interesting. But the, the big data points to him being a better goalkeeper now than, than Aaron Ramsdale. And I think... They've noticed it personally, and wow. maybe they notice more. So that's my prediction. I'm going to look really stupid around October when uh, David is <laughs> like just sitting on the bench watching Arsenal. But uh, that, that's prediction.
0: I didn't know the history. I didn't realise. Yeah, we were it's right. really interesting. Mean, just to see, how I don't get involved with the transfer gossip and stuff. and yeah. like so I did no, not no, no, know if he, that we were up. Right. So that's interesting.
1: Yeah, it's that's really, really interesting. interesting. I'm trying to see um see some more data on him, but the data is really really interesting on 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 them both. Like crosses, I don't know exactly what the percentage means, but um. Uh, his cross, um, Aaron Ramsdale's crosses stopped is in the 50th percentile, whereas um, David Raya's crosses stopped are in the 93rd percentile when compared to all goalkeepers. Um, his save percentage is in the 92nd percentile, whereas Aaron Ramsdale is in the 37th percentile. Aaron Ramsdale is actually 12th in the league for save percentage. What that basically says is, if I'm to interpret it, is we don't save a lot of the shots that being being hit on us, meaning a lot of teams get a lot from the little... That, um, a bit, uh, opportunities they have on our goal. I think that I think they had a little bit of concern with Ramsdale. I, uh, there was a little hiccup towards the end of the season. I think overall Ram, Ramsdale's been a very, very good goalkeeper for us, and I really like him. I love his attitude. I think he seems he, mm. like such a top bloke. But I think he's got. I think we're bringing this guy to be not, be our number one goalkeeper. Uh, and I, I think he can say everything, but actions will speak louder than words. And I think. He will be able to number one goalkeeper in about six weeks. Right, that's what I think. Unless wow. something happens, you know, injury wise stuff like that. But how old is he? You know. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. He's well, older, yeah.
0: right?
1: Yeah, and there's a. Fa- I don't know if you saw it. There's a fantastic interview of him talking about not being the number one goalkeeper and what his attitude was to them being the number one goalkeeper. And he he had a fantastic attitude attitude about goalkeepers union. This was David Ryer, uh, um, and saying, you know, I really want to make sure that I treat every goalkeeper respect and work really well with them so I think they both have a really good attitude but in the end when one goalkeeper's sitting on the bench every week because I don't I personally there's been some talk about us rotating goalkeepers like this one's going to take Champions League and this one's going to say I don't think it's going to happen I don't think it's going to happen there's no no one that that, does that no, you don't. You don't need to. There's no one that does that. No, he's not going to go. Oh, uh, this game's a bit more for David Raya because we're going to go a little bit longer. I, I don't think they do that with goalkeepers. I think goalkeepers is no. about consistency. I no, think, it no. and I don't think he's going to tweak that much.
0: Chat. The only time you see a goalkeeper changes if you're playing the League Cup, the Caribou Cup, or something like that, and maybe the FA Cup sometimes. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's exactly.
1: It will be really interesting to see how it plays out.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: It'll be really Your
0: League goalkeeper is normally the same.
1: Yeah. Normally. Yeah, there's a fan. I'll send you the video. It's a fantastic video. I think it was Tifo Football did on why do Arsenal want Raya when they've got Ramsdale. It was called something like that, and oh. it was re- they broke it down really well. They were like, he's just a little bit better. at Everything. That's basically the conclusion. But they had all the data with it, and I was like, oh. yeah. And I, I watched David Raya a lot way back when we were linked to him because I was like, oh what are we doing here? Because I didn't like Leno. And I was like, oh God, because I was really excited yeah, yeah, about getting another goalkeeper. Biscuit and Leno. I used to Biscuit to yeah, I was about to yeah, say like, that. Was, but um, and no one really believed we needed to change Leno at that time. And this one's amazing because I, I didn't believe we thought we needed to change Ramsdale. That's the thing with this one. And, oh, I, to be honest, I didn't really sit there and think, oh, well, we need to change Ramsdale. But I did think if he doesn't go to where we want in a year or two, maybe that's something we might look at. So it was really... If it is true, if I'm, if I'm right, which I could be wrong, it's really ruthless. I mean, that is... That is oh, that
0: is. That's um, yeah. That, no one is safe in this team. Even someone yeah. as strong a character as Ramsdale, no one is safe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's wow. just the sack of order and salibas that were left. Uh, with.
0: You've got you've got admire Arteta for it. He's, he said no, it. It's brilliant. He said, it's brilliant. I mean, what he did with the Birmingham. It's fantastic. He's yeah. just like, no, don't care. You're not for me. Oh, I think I love him.
1: I think I, I, I love what he does with the transfer market I, I think he's just the most incredible way he thinks and I think Edu's as well I think they're just together it's such a team I think it's amazing but last thing prediction it's a Monday mm. night game so we got to wait a little bit it's a Monday night game but what's your predictions any big changes you think you'll see and what's the, the scoreline prediction first away game of the season
0: I think the main thing is I think Gabriel will come back in I think yeah I think
1: and Zinchenko, uh, you think? Maybe yeah, yes, yes. They're going to be out. But.
0: Yeah, I think I've got a feeling, as much as I want him to play more, I still yeah. think he won't, he won't start Trossard. I'll be yeah. shocked if he does. He's got the point now where I'll be surprised if he if see him starting. So I think everywhere else, it might be very, very similar. But you're right. I think Zinchenko and I think Gabriel will come in. I think that's my thoughts. Tim is yeah. not going to be available, even if he, they turn around and say he's fine. I, I, if they risk him, don't, don't. Just no don't. way, yeah. Sincenco's ready. Sincenco's ready. Let's give Zinchenko a start to the season um, and uh, see how he gets on. But I think I think for me, there will be, those will be the changes. I don't know what you think, but that's changes. And then, um, look, we know Palace is going to be oppressive. They've got an incredible fan base. It's going to be a very noisy money, They will thrive on that. They will thrive on it. Um, so it's a hard game. It's a really difficult game. But I'm hoping we've got enough, enough. we've got the little bit of momentum from winning the Community Shield and then winning, thankfully getting past Forest, Forest on Saturday. Uh, we've got the wind in ourselves a little bit from that. Hopefully the boys aren't buoyant. Um, and I think we'll we'll just win. I think it will be a tight game. I think we'll, we'll win it 2-1. That's my prediction. I just want to also say very quickly, sorry, I'm revoking, but I, I just want to say one thing. The change we saw in the second half in the terms of the play, I wonder, this is just me being speculative again, I wonder if the players were affected with what happened with Timber mm. because they all look really upset by it. Yeah. So I wonder if that had a little bit of a hangover and then that changed. Because yeah. the, the level definitely dropped in the second half from us. Yeah, Palette's it really, really good. did. Yeah, so I just wonder if that has a bit. Anyway, but let's see. Let's see let's all the players come in fresh again on Monday, new attitude, new focus and we get the get a win I, I just want the win yeah, of course. I don't care the first these first few games let's just get the three points just let's just mirror whatever city doing and then we're hoping because they're playing Newcastle one of those two well either both will drop points or one will drop points so this is a fantastic opportunity for us to just leapfrog at least one of them yeah this week
1: yeah, they had an impressive start as well. Newcastle did very. Yeah, 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 they did. But very, yeah. Mind you, Unai Emery away from home against big teams. We know what he does, don't we? We know what he does. it's not a surprise with Emery. He brought a set, did he bring a centre back on when they were
0: losing?
1: Was that right? I don't. I wasn't watching the game, but nothing surprises me. Second season, Unai Emery. We've all been there. <laughs> Uh, so, so you know, it was hilarious. A lot of people giving them tips for the top four. I was like, I don't know if you. I just love looking
0: at Martinez's face. Every goal going, he's like,
1: now that it's I would not like. Not to my
0: fault. It's, not, it's not my fault. Yeah. You, rubbish. Yeah, I loved it.
1: I loved it. Yeah, I'd love that. I don't like him at all anymore. I really no. don't like him. But who's per score?
0: Oh, uh, uh gosh. Oh, God. Saka. I'm going to stick with Saka.
1: Saka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I'll go. uh, I'll go one nil Arsenal one new arsenal and i'll go martinelli first goal scorer. Okay, Martin, yeah, yeah yeah and like you said any any win we've got well, been be a very tough game so let's see let's see if any movement in the transfer window i've just seen very reliable source come out that Curinini's being linked to a loan to newcastle Oh, um, whoa match, we were yeah, saying that, yeah we? we were we were we were um, wow. but oh. they, they said they don't know if it's with an optional obligation i'm going to say it now absolutely pointless loaning him without an obligation because we're mm-hmm. never going to call him back and i personally think if you loan someone with no obligation, you've got an intention at least of bringing them back or increasing their value. I don't think Eva's going to happy with K- K- Kieran Tierney. I think you've got to get what money you can for him now, get the wages. Wait- so let's see. I'd hold out on that. And look, I think other Premier League clubs will come in, in for him. Someone will want a left back, for sure. There's still two weeks left in the window. Why don't you wait out? Let's see. Neil, I've kept you too long. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. This no. will be up on all your streams on YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube and give us a like. That would help us. And, um, but, you can see it on at purely Arsenal FP on Twitter, and we post all the links there. But we do like it if you tune in on YouTube and give us a little subscription on there. We really appreciate it. It helps us a lot. Neil, thank you so much. Up yeah, the Arsenal. One but- we're down, 37 to go. Let's go Arsenal. Up the boys.